Today on It's Not Just Business. Oh, the pizza oven just went off. I shouldn't be eating pizza when I'm interviewing somebody who's a health expert. But today we have a real treat for you that's not pizza. Because I would never do that. No, I, I'm, I'm a healthy eating person. That just sounds really weird. Um, okay. Welcome to The Good Life. I'm Nick McLaughlin, and as a brand strategist, certified NLP coach, and advocate for connection, I'll use my 17 years of experience to teach you how to connect with yourself to make more money in your business. Make sure to like and follow this podcast because together we can change the world of business. Uh, this is It's Not Just Business, It's Personal, the podcast. Dude, that was weird. I'm keeping it in there. So do we... <laughs> Today we have Mr. Karen Jones. No, don't tell them yet. Damn it. Don't tell them who it is. got to build it up first. Okay. Today we have Karen Jones. Damn it, dude. Okay. You're really bad at this. All right, let's try this again. One more time. One more time. I swear. So welcome to The Good Life, I'm Nick McLaughlin, and as a brand strategist and a completely professional human being, with no screw-ups in his life at all whatsoever, I can connect you with yourself to make a lot of money. Make sure you... Make sure to allow to follow this podcast, because you're going to get a lot of great advice from me. Alright, now for real. So next we have... Mr. Garen Jones, who is a master of mindset. He's been on Forbes Magazine, Inc., Impact Theory. He travels the world inspiring tens, if not hundreds of thousands of people and is an incredibly kind human being. Plus, by the way, this is a pretty random but awesome fact. This guy is mastered mindset so well that he attracted his wife through mindset alone. It's an insane story. Basically, they met at a seminar and they ran into each other again at the airport because his flight got canceled. So, I mean, how's that? He had to keep a positive mindset that his flight was canceled and all of a sudden, there's the woman of my dreams. Same flight. That's pretty obvious at the sign, right? Wish we all had that. I mean, I feel like I did too with my girlfriend. I had a very interesting story as well. Uh, Semi-similar aside from the plane and uh, being famous and super amazingly cool and an amazing dad, which he is. Um, so I'm so it's basically nothing like his. All right. Garen, thank you for being on the show. Oh, man, I, I appreciate the opportunity. I personally know you uh, and know your story, but I feel like it'd be really, really powerful to people for people to know your story personally from your own words. Um, so, first and foremost, thank you for having me on. I think I'm the first guest on your podcast. Um, <laughs> thank so, you for being on. Well, what'd you say? I said thank you for being on. Yeah, thank you, and you're welcome. Um, so, a bit about me. Um, had a troubled childhood. Um, my father was murdered when I was 12 years old. My mom was always working. At the time, my brother was too cool to hang out with me, so it was just me and my thoughts and running the streets. 
Uh, I never was in a gang, but I ran around with gangs and did the things that they did at a young age. And so that naturally carried on into my adult years, never really having mentorship other than the people that I was hanging around, um, which ultimately a lot of them were up to no good. And um, hmm. yeah, and it just kept going. Just like ABCs turns into words, turns into sentences, turns into paragraphs, turns into, into books and libraries. My life from a, from a kid turned into troubled childhood, and it just kept evolving. I found myself facing a 12-year sentence uh, from 2003. Um, in 2003, I ended up doing two and a half years uh, in the French prison uh, for smuggling drugs, and I just kept going. Negative mindset, attitude, always comparing, lots of pride, lots of ego, and wondering why I wasn't getting my share of the cut. Like, I knew that I had what it took hmm. to be successful. However, I didn't know that the majority of it was in my mind, in my heart, and how I was looking at life for myself. Well, 2011, my life came to an emotional wreck. At 3.43 in the morning, it was where I reached the point, it was like rock bottom. Um, I reached the point where either I die or I do something about it. And that's when I decided to do something about it. I had my moment of awakening and I just cried out and I said, okay, I'm tired of fighting. I don't want to fight anymore. I want to be healthy. I want to be happy. I want to be surrounded by nothing but positive people. Wow. And I just want to inspire people and I want to make a bunch of money but I want the money to represent something that I passionately believe in. Just show me a sign. A week later, I'm at the gas station, and a homeless guy walks up to me with some money. He walks up to me asking me for money. I say, you have more money than me. And he said, change your mindset, change your life. Have you found this homeless man? Have you like ever found him again since that moment? Uh, I, I went looking for him, but it, I haven't. I honestly feel like it was an angel. I, dude, I was actually literally thinking that. I'm like, you've never found him again. And I mean, it's tough to find the same person that literally changed your life. But what would you do if you ran into this guy? Man, I, I, the thing, I've never even thought about that, but it was because I, I knew that was an angel. I knew by the way that it hit me. So I had the way those letters hit me, but if I had run into that guy, you know, I, I, I really don't know. It's one of those things, you know, you hear people say, you know, if I see him, we'll beat him up. Or if I see him, and then when you see him, it, you do the exact opposite of everything that you're going to say. So I, I could say something right now, but I have no idea what would take place if I was to run into that? I don't even remember what he looks like. Hmm. That's really trippy. I genuinely think that your life story could be an amazing movie. I agree. And it kind of already Absolutely. was, right? Like you, you filmed uh, on, on Locked Up Abroad. Yeah. So it was on, um, there was a, Locked up abroad episode. Thing about it is, it's like a, it's Hollywood, so they like twisted a couple of my words to make it fit a, a storyline. Yeah, which, they do that. You know, I film a movie, it's 
going to be like 100% accurate. Well, so this, you know, actually this would be a really good chance to share what happens in there and like what actually happened and get your voice out like from your actual take. So what was what was distorted in there that that um really happened? Well, the thing about it is um I ran around with, you know, the rough kids in the neighborhood, but the neighborhood that I was in wasn't a rough neighborhood. Mm. And the story made it seem like the neighbor was this this neighborhood was a crazy, like, <laughs> crazy neighborhood. And then they took different parts of the story and then they put it all in, in one. And I'm like, yo, I, that's not where I'm from. So it was just, it was just yeah. really awkward. It was really awkward on the show. And people that know what city I'm from, they're like, yo, that's totally Dude. not. So it looked like I was lying, but it, you could clearly see if you know anything about film editing where the sound bites were like cut up and, mm. and laced to make it sound like if they're trying to dig up this place, like I was from this real hard place, and that wasn't necessarily the case, but it was more the people that I was hanging around with. Mm. I could just see like they totally distorted it. It's like a guy dressed up in a Chuck E. Cheese outfit or something. Like a mascot outfit. <laughs> that's that's so that's so entertainment that they they gotta f add something to something that's already beautiful. Like your story is already amazing. It's it's crazy. It's almost like they're trying to make up for what they didn't see in your story. I don't know. I I, I just I let that go because it's um, you know I, I I've been in Hollywood since nineteen ninety nine, so I know how it goes. You you. you you create the narrative that you want your your viewers to to see, and so it is what it is. So, what got you out of that industry? If you don't mind me asking. Um, you know, I was in music for years, and you could see somebody on the outside, but I was like behind industry, industry doors, and I've seen a lot of things probably I wasn't supposed to see. Or maybe I was supposed to see them, but I've seen a lot of things that just made me think very different. It wasn't the industry, it's the people in the industry, like the people in positions of power. It's a lot different now because, you know, a lot less uh, major um, uh, record labels have the power. The artists have the power because the the power of social media and internet and things like that and hmm. streams. Um, but they didn't have that back then. And so it's like a lot of people in positions of power did a lot of shady things. And I saw those shady things. And all you'd have to do is look at your favorite artist and then look at them five years later. You could see the soul being stripped away. And I was like, whatever is going on, it, it, it seems like I'm not supposed to be here. Hmm. And... Even when I was writing songs, uh, you know, with major recording artists and, and working in the studio and doing vocal production and everything, there was a lot of people that weren't giving me credit for things that I did and giving other people credit who weren't even in the room. And I was just like, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm, I'm tired mm -hmm. of the industry. Again, it wasn't the industry. It was the people that I was actually dealing with. Um... And then I just left, and I was like, I know God gave me a lot of gifts, 
so maybe I can use it somewhere else. And when I use it somewhere else, all of a sudden my whole world opened up, and that's when I got into health and wellness. And that's nothing that I could have ever seen uh, that was in my future because, you know, I'm going to win five Grammys and do all these different things. However, my ultimate goal was to make a difference in people's lives. And in my prayer, I mm. said, give me any platform. So if a platform comes to help people and I deny it, then mm. I'm denying the very nature of things that I asked for. And so that's why the other opportunities wouldn't come yeah. because I wouldn't even take the opportunity that was there that could get me to the next level. So you were completely... What really helped you was being completely unattached from the image of what success would look like, but more being what was necessary okay. for that, right? I was committed to the process and unattached to the outcome. Mm -hmm. And because the outcome was being created, and it created 10 times more than anything I could have humanly created back then. Wow. So this, this podcast is really about showing people how you know, you're, everything is kind of related and it's not just, it's called, it's not just business, it's personal because it's how you act in your personal life and the choices you make with your personal life affect your business greatly. Is that something that you would totally agree with? And if so, how has it affected your business? Absolutely. It's my own personal change that shifted me in every area. I was a horrible business person and nobody wanted to be <laughs> on my team. I had zero influence because I couldn't even influence myself. And I heard somebody say, be the person that you want to attract, but I, did, I wouldn't even want to be on my team or be led by me in the past because I, I was always focused on myself and self-sabotage. I was inconsistent. I was doing this, doing the next thing, doing the next thing. I never gave people room to grow because I never gave myself room to grow in any one thing. What do you mean by that exactly? So I'd be doing this one thing, then all of a sudden I'm an actor, then I'm a model, then I'm a this, then I'm a that, and I would give 20% here, 30% here, 15% here, and meanwhile oh. I'm trying to make a difference, but I'm not clear on what I want. That's literally, I relate to you so much. That's exactly what I've been doing. I did that for a long time. I relate so much. I was just making that comment. Go ahead. Yeah, you put 10 different addresses in the GPS system. You're, all, all, the only thing you're going to do is keep going around in circles. But if you put one specific address in the GPS system, it will give you five different ways to get there. So I put a specific address in my mental GPS system, and it gave me another play. It gave me another way to get to where I ultimately wanted to be anyway. On stage, 20, 30,000 of people earning tons of money, making a huge impact, making a massive, um, just like literally just improving people's quality of life. And that's what I was trying to do through music. I just did not articulate it at that time. Then it just came through health and wellness. And through health and wellness, that's where I met all of these positive people who were goal-driven and who were up to something. And then through that, I met the transformation community. And then through that, I met the book community. And through, through all of that, that's one thing led to the next, led to the next. And I just 
you know, I capitalized off of every opportunity. And so that's why I could put out a best-selling book. I could lead a dynasty in health and wellness. And, you know, I could do um, uh, real estate development because it has to do with trans transformation and anything that can flex my transformation muscles also supports me in anything else that has to do with transformation. So and one thing led to the next, and I didn't let an opportunity pass by, but I was very present to the opportunity that was there. And whatever you're present to, truly present to, mind, body, heart, and soul, it will produce a result. You know, it's really powerful because you're one of the people that really inspired me to look into transformation and you're one of the most transformational and well-transformed people that I know. You know, you've come overcome so much and you have such a great attitude. And, you know, like I, I was reading your book and it's just like, I mean, I've heard the stories from, from you, but also getting the, the takes you put in there. It's amazing. And like the GPS, you were mentioning that. Um, but like when you were mentioning where you came from, one thing I know people will want to know is, you know, like, okay, you, you started here and there. Like, I remember you telling me you slept on, on bubble wrap, which was just crazy. And you were, you were literally sleeping on bubbles, <laughs> like just air. And how did you get from that to getting out of wherever space you were in and just piecing together little by little into the next best day ever that you could create? Like, what, what, what did you do in your business? Like, what were the first 10 sales, the first 100 sales like? Who did you talk to and how did you do that? The thing about it is I've never been lazy in anything that I've done. Once I figured out how to talk to women, I talked to all the beautiful women. <laughs> Once I figured Should've out how to break there. in the cars, I broke into all the cars in my neighborhood. You know, and how you do anything is how you do everything. So it, my first 100 sales is just like the sales now. The only difference is I just have a different awareness and I'm at, a, I'm at a different financial state you know I'm a little bit wiser than I was eight and a half years ago so for me I was ignorance on fire when you want something bad enough you'll make it happen when you don't you'll make an excuse mm. so takes the same amount of energy so, too yeah the same amount of energy the only thing is, is you're not aware of the one you're not aware of the one that has the excuses because that's the one that's been around long for a long time so it's a normal state it, it, it seems like it's a normal state it's just like a habit so so but what was it like because i know that there's so many people that are stuck in that stage of even even if they just got out of the negative stage and they're like okay i'm going to start being positive like but they you know they just asked their family and friends to support them in their business what's the step after that like that's always a step that i seem to miss with people uh, and entrepreneurs and successful people is I, I miss hearing the first hundred to three hundred customers or whatnot. Like what changed? Like what was different? And you know, because you're you're obviously really successful at what you do, and you make great impact around those around you. I know you're absorbing this because your your words uh, words of affirmation for your love language. I want you to soak it in. Um, but at the same time, I want I'm really curious. Like why? Like, what, what is it that you did differently that you don't see a lot of people doing? You know, actually spending a lot of time on developing my confidence. And confidence comes from repetition. 
you know, some people, they will, they will get bogged down by the second no, the second rejection. And so when they get bogged down, hmm. well, then guess what will happen? Then it, it just takes them, it completely takes them uh, out of their, it completely takes them out of their, their this pattern and rhythm of, of hope. Hmm. But here's what I do different. I grow through my nose because I'm actually focused on the powerful yes. Hmm. So what would that powerful yes be worth? My coach, who originally got me involved with health and wellness, he got a hundred names and numbers every day for an entire year. So he was rejected over a thousand times. Hmm. And then he met me. And I said, yes. Yeah. And then the world was impacted. But what would that be worth to somebody? Quitting after the first or second try? Or continuing because you believe so much and life cannot deny someone who gives their absolute all. But most people, they give up. They give up way too soon. Because you're learning and you're growing through the no. The no is not like, I'm rejecting, I'm you know, when people take it, they'll say, oh, I'm worthless, I'm not worthy, and it's never going to work. Or, I believe so much that I'm going to keep showing up, and I'm going to keep showing up, and I'm going to keep showing up. So my relentless pursuit to keep bouncing back, even after rejection, is the difference. It's, the, it's not what you're doing, but your ability to bounce back that you invested in. So what, what are the, like the top few things that you would suggest to people that are, you know, that have had a business, but haven't been, you know, doing so well or haven't pushed themselves hard enough? What would you tell them to practice? Well, here's the deal. Everyone is going to go through the opportunity to choose what you really want to do. First thing I would say is, Put your energy towards something that where your your heart is connected to it. Like really. And you gotta be okay with not making any money. If it happens that way. And still show up for something that you passionately believe in. And from that place you could either say, oh, I don't like this, or oh, I don't like that, or, you know, you can, it's the energy. People get to master their energy levels and their level of confidence. So any opportunity where you don't feel confident, it is a conscious choice to say, you know what, I'm going to keep showing up. I'm going to keep getting back on the bike, and I'm going to keep getting back on the bike, because eventually I'll learn balance. You can read a book on balance, but you'll never get balanced until you get on the bike. So that first step is simply having the awareness of knowing that you keep get you, you get to keep showing up for what you want. And when you don't show up, mind, body, and soul, 
not going to happen for you. That's why there's 2% wealthy in the world and the rest will die trying to figure it out. Because it's the, it's the mentality. So it's not... So it's less the action, because I tell people the actions all the time, but they still say, oh, I'm never going to make it. But if you don't work on your mindset and your belief in yourself, believe much bigger, much sooner. That is the single, one of the single most things that takes most people out. Your results aren't aren't going to uh, succeed past your level of how you see yourself. Your level of confidence, and if you do, and if it does, you're going to lose it. So it's almost like having a business is like having to walk a thousand miles, and your mentality and how you take care of your health and just everything is like wearing the best shoes and being in the best shape physically, so that you can walk those thousand miles. And people just ask, "Well, how do I walk a thousand miles?" But what you're saying is to really focus on building yourself and prepping yourself for success before you make that thousand walk, thousand mile walk. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, you know, people look for the, they look for the, well, how do I do this? Well, I want to I, I run a freaking 40 mile run like you did. Have you ever run one mile? No. Okay, well, let's start there. Well, I want to run 40 miles. Have you ever run one mile? No. Okay, well, let's start there. I'm not talking to you about 40 miles. You get your first mile under your belt. You don't give a baby pre-calculus until they first learn the ABC. (laughs) I'm sure Elon Musk did, though, but everyone else, yeah. When it comes to the finance, you were saying, like, do what you're really passionate about, but but don't care about the money, that's so hard for people, you know, because how can you continue your passion if you aren't making the money too? Like, what would you suggest to people about that? So here's the thing, though. I can't speak from anyone else who freaking subjected themselves to nine-to-five jobs that they can fuel whatever they want to do. I can only speak from my experience. I was living in my car working people out for free for three straight years just because the joy, the joy that it brought me to see other people happy from something that I would do, whether or not anybody was there or not, that brought me joy. I was signed to a recording, I had signed a recording contract, but while I was doing music, I had more personal development videos online and I never knew why. I was like, I just feel so drawn to share this. I had 125 videos and a, and a YouTube series called The Storage. But nobody knew that I was living in my storage when I did that. So the results that people are seeing in my life hmm. aren't from what I'm doing now. It's the overflow of what I've been doing for the past eight years that started eight and a half years ago. So that's what you want to look at. You want to look at that I still showed up when I had no money, that I still showed up when I had no food, that I still showed up when opportunities weren't knocking, and I showed up just as passionately. So if you can see the result of what it is now, imagine what it's going to be eight years from now, from what I'm doing now. What did the daily routine look like when you were living in that storage unit? I was waking up looking for opportunities to 
the freaking I, I every single day, every day, I would go on Craigslist and I was like, what am I good at? What do I love? What am I good at? What do I love? And I would look for listings of things that I was good at and what I was love. Boom. I'm good at singing. So guess what? I started doing singing telegrams on YouTube hmm. and people were paying me $50 to send these YouTubes to their loved ones. Boom. Hmm. I was washing I was washing cars. Nobody would allow me to babysit their kids. I was a grown man with tattoos. Um, um, you know, but I was looking, what am I really good at and what do I love to do? And here's the thing. I was willing to do that. Hmm. I didn't know any of this was going to come. So when it came, it made all the sense in the world why I can do it at the velocity that I do it is because I would already do it for free. And if you'll do something for free and still be passionate, the opportunity will, it will come. I don't know when, and I didn't say do that full time, but make sure that it's got a large part of your heart. But a large part of your heart is going towards something that you love, not something that you hate. People hate, a lot of people hate their nine-to-five job and wonder why they're always stressed on Monday morning. Well, could be because you're putting yourself in environments that aren't conducive to where your spirit wants to go. And. You know, you're also saying this as a, a really amazing and transformed father as well. Like a lot of your journey from what I know with you is you're always talking about how you care so much about your kid and you just want to be the best dad for her. And you're still doing all these things you're passionate about even even then. And that a lot of people will use that as an excuse like, I can't, I have kids. You know, what would what advice would you give to them? Well, here's the thing is, you can either give your kids your scraps or the best of you. Hmm. And I just know from being a parent, a lot of times people give to themselves last. They're like, my kids come first, my kids come first. And I know that's a very, very touchy subject, but I feel like if your kid sees you depleted, depressed, not going after your goals, you deny them the opportunity to see what's possible for them because people don't do what you say. They do what they see, mm. and they respond to how they feel. So if you were around the house excited and pumped up for life, excited, and you're on your 100, you're teaching them that it's okay to be excited for your life, going after your goals and dreams and things like that. But they don't teach this in school, and they don't give parents a blueprint on how to raise kids. So you kind of just... The, the, what I went through, that's why I wrote the book. That's why I do three-day transformation seminars and speak all over the world so that I can provide this message that has been given through me through personal experience and, and give people access to understanding that whatever they're looking for, they already have, but it's more about the awareness. And once you're truly aware, then you can do something. You can do something with that information. Hmm. I really that really impacted me what you were saying about how you you want to give your full self and not the scraps of you. And I know that's that's difficult for people that are parents and hustling, but I would think it's because 
it's like, are you doing what you're doing out of scarcity or are you doing what you're doing because you're, you're doing your real best, giving your real all and being about thrival, right? Like thrival over survival. Yeah. Absolutely. Cause even when you were homeless and in debt and overweight and everything, you, you were still about thrival. And after that turning point with that homeless man, is that, is that how it worked? Like your mind shifted? Yeah, it, it just shifted over time. There wasn't this, this one thing. It's kind of like we learn the ABCs. You just keep going on the basics, and it, it evolves into so many other things. So that was the turning point that planted the seed that I my life could be different if I had if I took on different thoughts. So what was going on in your mind? Were you like acting out as if you were already successful, or? <clears throat> nah, not back then. I didn't know any of that. I, was, I couldn't <laughs> articulate. I was just trying to figure life out. Mm. But I was reading a book called The Power of Positive Thinking, not realizing that I was what I was putting into my mind was altering the way that I was thinking, my energy, and my actions, which also produced results. And I remember, and I was reading this in your book, you were mentioning that, about how like you were doing 95% Slightly ninety-five percent uh, harder to to learn something and take something in. I learn. I understand that because I uh, I had ADD and I was placed in special ed classes and I had a lot of the same issues and it was just hard to read any book. Like I didn't read any book at all for all of high school, almost except Holes or something. And so, but what drew you to make that book like the book that you would read? The people. You know, I wasn't. I I. I I wasn't planning on writing a book, but then when you're praying and you're meditating and you're asking, you know, who do you need me to be to make the biggest impact in the world, or you're looking for a sign, and all of a sudden thousands of people say, you should write a book, you should write a book, you should write a book. I was like, oh, maybe that's the sign. Let me actually listen to the people because I'm here to make a difference in people. So if they're clearly saying the same thing, then I could support, I could, I could like literally support in that way. Tell, tell a little bit about your business too, like how you really got started doing it and how, like what steps did you take to level up each time? I, so there wasn't specific, the thing about it was my community. My biggest thing is I was by myself. You get left alone by yourself and you, you, you're not a responsible person. What will happen is, you 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 rest. You go back on your old thoughts. You and you just like that. Whatever. If you are naturally self sabotage yourself and you're always by yourself, you'll go back on that. Unless you have a new awareness on life. I didn't have that, but I was around a community of healthy, active people who were always talking about health, who were always talking about personal growth, who were always up to something, and you'll grow ten times faster through community than you will by yourself being a lone wolf. You know, it's like somebody, you know, being born, an, an Asian baby being born in, 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 in Japan and then day one moving them to America and them being raised by an American, you know, household. They're going to grow up with the American ways speaking in English and, and all these different things and they won't know any better just by way of culture and community. 
So I was around a bunch of people who were up to something. So just by way of being around the community, the energy and everything that they were talking about is what supported my growth the most. That's powerful. And that makes me personally feel good because I realized recently exactly what you're saying. It took me 30, something, 30 years to realize that. Um, community, it's like your environment is what seriously can define you, like completely redefine you. And the people you surround, you, you even said to me once, the people you surround yourself with really are the people that define you. Um, and you surrounded yourself with positive people who were driven and shared similar goals and were healthy. And you kind of morphed into that person more and more. And you became the community you surrounded yourself with. So you would suggest, are you suggesting that maybe the first thing you can do if you're struggling or in a survival mode is to surround yourself in a community of people that are where you want to be? Yes. Here's the deal. You can be an energy vampire too. So I would learn as much as you can be around that community, but if they start running away, you'll know that your energy is giving off something that people don't want to be around. So make sure that you're handling and doing things that, that, that make you, you know, an enjoyable person to be around. You know, there's some people that like to talk about themselves a lot and they don't, they're not quiet. They don't listen. They say random things just to get attention. There's people like that. And it's a lot of times it's not enjoyable to be around them. So that's why when you listen, if you, if you take five people who've never had money, who complain all the time, and put them in one room, I guarantee you within a day there'll be a fight. Because how you are, it, it, you, you speak the same frequency. You take, you take five multi-millionaires, respected ones. Notice I said respected ones. Put them in a the room, they'll come out with a business plan and new businesses and ideas and things like that. And that's the power of community. So it's almost like, well, I would say it's almost entirely the why you're in that community. Like, are you there because of scarcity to escape something or are you there to give something and, con and contribute, right? Yep. And there's no way, it's like difficult to be, to be a giving person if you're in scarcity mode because scarcity mode's all about I gotta protect my own ass, right? Yep, what's in it for me? What's in it for me? What's in it for me? When it's like, how can I leave this place better than when I found it. How can mm. I leave this place better than how I found it? You'll often notice how it comes right back to you. So it's the ability to see that in themselves, really. That's where it really starts is, you know what, I have enough value to bring to people to change their environment in a better way. Yes. So you were in this community and you were willing to, to adapt and change and grow, but I'm sure you had doubts doing during your, your building your business in this community, what were your doubts that you thought in your head and how did you well, get out of thing, them? The, the thing about it is, I'm just studying, I, I, I heard John T. Maxwell say something and he said, successful people are willing to do the things that unsuccessful people won't do. So I actually finally, for the first time in my life, started paying attention to successful people. And when I did that, 
I noticed that success leaves clues. So I was paying attention, and I was like, oh, I want that. That's good. Oh, I want that. I want that. And I kept, um, I just kept looking, and that's what I wanted. And because I wanted that, I was willing to do whatever it took. So a lot of my doubts were surrounded by a lot of possibilities, and the possibilities awaited my doubts because everybody I was looking at was doing something different than me. And that, just by being with that community, it, it, it helped shape me without me even knowing. So you constantly had doubts, and that's and like you're a really successful person, but you still had doubts for you know that come up every once in a while, and that that's like an okay part of the process, right? Yeah, doubts that come up every once in a while. But it's, it's anytime I do something new, like yesterday, I launched my Spanish translation of my book, "Change Your Mindset, Change Your Life." So, the, my first launch was the most ridiculously awesome launch. But I knew who I was talking to and how it found. The book went number one in three different categories. The Spanish launch didn't go the same way because I didn't know how they were going to respond. I don't speak Spanish. I created a, hmm. a, um, a, a launch group. And I was Google translating in there. I tried to do a, a Facebook Live, and I was just like, oh, my God, this is just so. And I had, like, super doubts. And this was even the other day when it's something new. And every so often, be the kind of person that can see the positivity and everything. And I was like, you know what? This is going to be perfect because who I grow through during this is going to be awesome. Right now, the, the, it to, it's about to top the chart, number five on the list in, um, in Spanish books. Well, congrats on that. I, dude, I have no doubt. Your book's really great. Your story is great. It's going to go number one. You, you said you were, in three, you were number one in three categories for your English book? Yeah. Why do you think that is? What would you tell people the reason was? That well, one, I, I said it was going to happen. You stated it. Yeah, I literally said it was going to happen. And what did that and, what did that do for you when you did that? Like what is what did that create in you? Like what made it possible? Again, it comes back to that belief. If you don't believe it, then it's true. If you believe it and then you put a wrap, wrapped focus around it, well, guess what? Eventually it will come to it will come to fruition, but most people don't really, really believe in themselves. So, what would you say to somebody who's like who would be listening? You know, the skeptical, really skeptical person that would be like, "Oh yeah, I'm just going to think about getting number one selling best book, and uh, it'll just go, it'll just happen." Like, what would you tell that person? I actually wouldn't. I'm I'm not in the game of convincing people. I would just lead by example. And seeing is believing. You know, there's been so many people that transformed their life because I did. So many people that had baby mama issues because I did. I mean, not but whenever they, whenever I transformed my relationship with my daughter, all of a sudden during the same time, without me saying one word, 
they transform their relationship with their kid. Why? Because seeing is believing. You can't be what you can't see. So I would actually would I wouldn't say anything to that person. I would be the example of what's possible. And if by request you wanted to you wanted to know, I would share with you, but I'm not in the game of convincing people, like not in the least bit, that your life is worth it. You're not only super careful with your time and your energy, but also you're tactical about it. Like you don't need to show every single person who doesn't get something about you. You can just tell them, well, watch what I'm doing and watch what I have already done. It's all there. And you have, like you said, you had a, a YouTube page just like about the storage, being in the storage unit. Like you've been putting content out for a long time and people just, they don't see the hard work that you put in before all this number one book process, you know? Absolutely. So what led to that, what led to that first dollar that you got from your business? I wanted it. And it can be that simple. People look for this esoteric thing. When you want something bad enough, you'll get it. When I want the girl bad enough, I'll get it. If I don't, I'll make an excuse. I wanted it. I believed in it. I believed in in what I was what I was selling and that's the thing. A lot of people don't believe in what they're selling. They're trying to make money. The only thing that makes money is the mint. It's so funny, a bell just went off as soon as I said that. <laughs> ding, ding. <laughs> the only thing that makes money is the men. But I was so passionate about the product that it sold itself. Hmm. You know, you get passionate about a movie, like, oh my God, that was, you were going to love this movie. Do you think that you can't get movie night with 20 people to buy popcorn Freaking ice cream, Sour Patch Kids, uh, hot dog, and a $35 a piece movie with all of y'all. That would be so simple. Why? Because your energy is driving it. So when you're passionate about something, it sells itself. So what would you say to somebody who doesn't even know where to start? They're just like, I feel stuck. I'm ready. I'm willing to do what it takes, but I don't know where to go, what to do. I would say read a book called The Power of Positive Thinking or The Power by Norman Vincent Peale, apply the action steps inside of the book and then get back to me. There's I'll, all give a, I'll give a person a step. They don't get this step, they don't get the next step. You don't go to third grade without first going to first grade. And then eventually they can they can make it to uh, change your mindset, change your life, right? Or is that one of yeah. the one of the first ones? Which what order would you put your book? The power of positive thinking, it just depends on the person. You know, it's, there's some people that were, everybody's different. So nobody's a robot. So it's just different. My book is a, it's just a, it's a well-rounded book on understanding how to direct in your life in a, in a place where you want it to go by having awareness of what stops you. Yeah, it doesn't hurt to read a bunch of books. What about people that are really overwhelmed? Do one thing at a time. You know, a lot of a lot of people, like even me when I started, I was just like, I don't even know. I'm there's a million things. I don't even know which thing to choose. And and like I'm sure there's like a deeper answer to it. But what what's the thing that really makes you choose that first thing? By knowing what I want, most people don't know what they want, and then we go right back to this again. 
people that are doing 15, 20 different things. What do you want? Oh, I don't know. I want to do this. I want to do that. I'm like, you ain't going to get nowhere in life like that. When you see all these people that are doing a bunch of things, they did it one thing at a time. You earn your belt one belt at a time. Why is it important for people like the audience? I feel like this is really important for people to know. Why is it really important for people to not rush and just do one thing at a time? Because you can, you can miss so many things, you know, you try to freaking rush through a book. You won't, you won't get the true capacity of the book, you know? So it's, uh, I think that's why this pandemic, I mean, this, uh, quarantine time is so good. It's so great because it gives people opportunities to see what's in the gap, what's missing, what's in the gap, what's missing. If you're not getting the results that, that you want, 100%, there's something missing, there's something in the gap. But when you ask yourself that question, then a, a different question you'll be presented with a different answer. Some people are like, what's wrong with me? Why is this never happening for you? No one wants to be around that sappy mentality, not even yourself. So when you say, oh, what's missing, now it gets you look for what's missing. Yeah, a lot of people, I feel, don't think about how they can contribute and how they are contributing. Like, I feel people are just so focused on scarcity that they're just thinking about what they're going to get out of it. And because of that, they don't think of what value they are bringing, whether it's good or bad value. Right. And all of this has to do with awareness. So that, that's the first step you would suggest is to just build awareness and then build positivity and yourself, however you can, see your value, read positive books, be join good communities that have people that are just like you that you want to be and how you, see how you can contribute. And how do you stay committed to those things? Like, how do you stay consistent? You're, you're literally... I can't teach that. That's got to be something that you want. There's nothing that I can tell you. If you want it, you'll get it. If you don't, you'll make an excuse. Hmm. And that all comes from a person's why and their awareness, right? Yep. Must not have wanted it bad enough. That's pretty powerful. And I think, I think that um, scarcity is probably the biggest killer of dreams. I would, yeah, I would agree on that. And... I think a lot of people just have issues seeing that they have something to offer. And what would you tell that person? The first place to look is in the mirror. Find value in yourself. And your life is not going to manifest beyond the value that you see yourself. And I, I just, I just can't, I can't teach that. You know, there's other people that have, systems and structures and things like that, that's not, that's not how I flow. I flow by being, like, by teaching you ways to cause you to be a magnet to the things that you want. So, you don't, you, the, there's more work on your soul and on your mind than you do on your job, which gives you a, you can last longer. You know, I'm not focused on short-term pleasure, I'm focused on long-term success. And that takes a lot of, of training, mental training, just thinking, okay, I know that this could get me here, but I'm about the long... Well, I mean, I had to get there to realize that that wasn't... But that's the whole purpose of reading books and going to seminars, because it it supports you in compressing time frames, so you don't have to wait 15, 20 years. You know, most people think they know it all. 
man, I still freaking, I'm going to seminars still the last eight and a half years. School is still in session. I have a spiritual advisor that I see every single week. You should always have somebody that can pull out of you what you can't pull out of yourself. The second I think I know it all, the second I know I need to get an attitude and ego adjustment because I don't know it all. I think that one of the one of the most powerful things also that I know about you is that you don't forget your past. You, but you don't let it haunt you either. You use it as as a tool to fuel you. But you also you go to the same cleaning place in the, that's in the same parking lot as where you were depressed and homeless. And you you know, and you don't forget where you came from. And you don't try and cover it up. No, not at all. And I think that's something that's so powerful for people because a lot of people want to escape their lives so badly and like get rich and so they can leave it or go on vacation to get away from home. But for you, you embrace your home everywhere you go, and you you know that's who you are. And it's almost does that is that something that makes it even sweeter for you? Absolutely, absolutely. Damn. Well, I I think that this has been a really super productive podcast. I definitely want to hear one more thing. I want to hear what you are aiming for right now. What's your goals? Um, if there's any doubts, say it. But or whatever it is, just whatever's going on in your mind. What's next for Gary? Baby, baby, <laughs> Me and my wife are in the process of creating babies. I'm excited to bring little humans into this ecosystem that we are creating. You know, I just feel like bringing, bringing kids into this environment. They don't have to grow through what we went through give them, but still teaching them how to work hard and earn and all these different philosophies that we live by and communicate effectively at a young age gives me so much hope for the future. So that's the, that's the thing that I, I'm actually focused on now. And, um, you know, I'm just grateful that everything, a lot of other things in my life are working business, especially in health and wellness especially during this time when there's 90 million people who don't have jobs, my business has tripled because it's an essential business. So it's prime opportunity for people to, uh, one, to work a health and wellness business and also be healthy themselves and be able to earn, earn extra income. So I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for my marriage. I'm grateful for my relationship with my daughter my family, and the time to be able to be present to it all. That's pretty powerful, man. I'm really happy for you. And I've noticed a lot of people um, that I surround myself with, I know that I'm surrounding myself with the right people because we are all doing the same thing that a lot of people are not stuck at home to do something to build a, ha a better habit or to make more money or to create better lives for others. It's really interesting. It's almost like when you're in your worst position, not the worst position, but when you're forced to be in a position that you wouldn't normally be in, it shows who you really are. So that's really amazing to hear that, you, that you're thriving so well and you're going to make little Garen Jones Jr. Hey Amen. I'm excited <laughs> about that. Do you think they're going to be inspirational speakers like you? I think they'll be whatever they want to be. Man. Well, I do, I'm really happy to hear about the success 
of your book and your wife and your life and your just your business, everything, man. It's so inspiring. And is there any final thoughts that you want to leave off with for people that are listening? Um, yes. So uh, you can get my book, Change Your Mindset, Change Your Life, on Amazon. Um, if you know anybody who speaks Spanish, the Spanish version just came out, Spanish translation, yesterday. That's on Amazon as well. And uh, if there's anything that you got from this podcast, definitely message me uh, on Instagram, Garen.Jones, and on my website, GarenJones.com. Share with me what you applied, what the result is. I love reading people's results of something that they've applied. So, yeah, that's it. Well, man, I really do appreciate having you on this podcast. This is... This is uh, you're one of the, definitely one of the people I'm really glad to have on here, really early on, especially because just watching you grow so much and always be a stronger version of yourself, it pushes me, man. It's really it's really infectious. It pushes other people around you to be stronger and be the best selves too. So I took my leap to make this podcast. One of the people that pushed me to do that and motivated me was you, my man. And I still have that that uh. You gave me a picture when I moved into my apartment, moved out from my parents' yeah. place a while back, and I still have it. And I still, uh, it's uh, bringing me sunshine, man. Really appreciate you. Thank you so much, brother, and I appreciate the opportunity. People like you that create spaces for stories like mine that go out into the world and spread its wings. So thank you for being in partnership. Thank you so much, Gary. That means a lot to me, man. And uh, right, tell tell Blair I said hi, and I'm I'm happy for her too. And uh, I'm definitely excited to put this out there. And you have an incredible day, my man. Can you do me a favor and tell everybody welcome to the good life? That's my saying. Welcome to the good life. Listen, I just want to say thank you so much to all of you that are listening to this podcast. Make sure to send this episode to, to people that you know that can really benefit from this. People that you know are uh, single parents struggling to make ends meet or business owners that are having issues with their business, taking it to the next step. This would really help. It's a great inspiring story. Please support Garen. He's such an incredible person. Everything he does is so selfless. Um, as someone I know personally, he really is the person he advertises. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast and sign up to be the next caller so you can level up your life and your business. Thanks for listening to today's podcast, and I'm Nick McLaughlin, and welcome to The Good Life.